Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Behind the Emerald Veil with Mandy and Allison from Soul Star Energy Collective. We are intuitives, healers, and spiritual teachers here to help you activate and understand your soul gifts. And we are back with another episode in this witchy Halloween theme. So (laughs) I'm like, it's been fun. It has been fun. We've had a lot of um, great feedback from it. So Mm-hmm. I, I love that. Lots of great conversation in the community space and lots of messages on Instagram. And we're just learning so much. So I think it's hitting home for people. Right? I, think so like I think maybe it's like resonating inside and it's kind of like being like, oh, my God, like, I think it's it's they're feeling it. I hope. I think so, too. <laughs> I agree. We're activating something. Damn. <laughs> um. So, well, you know, we can talk about where everybody can find us, Mandy. Yeah, if you can find us on Instagram at (laughs) soul.star.energy.collective. That's Allison's fault with all the dots. (laughs) It looks better. Yeah, it does it. (laughs) It just does because it separates the words. Okay. It is a really long one word. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I know. Yeah. And you can also find us in our community where we're super active like daily and we're answering questions and we're chatting and we're starting conversations and um, everything will be linked in our show notes, but um, we are on the Mighty Networks app. So it is a third party app, but we have a community in that space and you can search the community Soul Star Energy Collective. Um, like you can search our business there and then it'll take you to the community space, which we call Soul Star Lightworkers. So it is a great place to continue learning and chatting and all that sort of stuff. And of course, our website has all of our details on there too. Um, so we actually recorded this yesterday in Mandy's <laughs> again <home> space. <laughs> um, and we got deleted. So we yeah. are being censored big time. So we're not sure if it was spirit being like trying to get our attention. So we of course went into meditation to be like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And we did receive, we did receive some stuff. Yeah. Yep. So we're trying that out today, but we're also trying out recording it on Zoom mm-hmm. um, instead of in your crawl space. It was Which, actually really chilly yesterday. I was going to say, at least we're not freezing to death because it I is even so colder cold. today than it was yesterday. Yeah. And those electric blankets don't work anymore. <laughs> we should throw them out. <laughs> but they're still blankets. <laughs> I know. So, so we are doing this again, um, which is going to be great and fun because I hate repeating myself. Yeah, me too. But for those that are listening to the podcast, we're going to, I think, um, never mind. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. No. <laughs> Could you give me the eyes? No, I was just like, seriously? I Oh, well, then we have to say it. Okay. So Mandy and I were like, okay, we're doing this on Zoom. And Mandy came up with like, maybe we should try posting like the video of Zoom of us on here. And I was like, okay. I'm like, yeah, we'll see. And uh, and so like before we got started, I said, you know, like, let's not put pressure on ourselves. Like if we watch it and it's like, ew, why do I look that way? Well, or whatever it is. If we don't feel comfortable. Yeah, we we're not going to post. We're not going to post it. So, of course, when Mandy starts going, eh, I to. And then I it's could, like, dude, it, don't put the pressure on. It just started to flow through. You know how I know, sometimes I know, H does I know that? How, no, I know. It's how it happens to you all the time. I know. Um, and then so, I hear myself saying what I'm saying. I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't be saying this. But it's already coming out. 
God. Can't. Um, so it's either going to be on YouTube or it's not. So you yeah. can either listen to this and watch us um, or not. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a mystery and a surprise. It'll be a mystery. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we are talking about, I just have to re- jog my memory. Um, <laughs> we are talking, what are we talking about? Selwyn. Selwyn. Well, we're going to talk about Halloween because that's next week. So we thought mm-hmm. we would end the series talking about Halloween, but in the witchy word where it's called Selwyn. Yeah. And then also talking about some, oh, the witch's wound. Yeah. yeah. We're going to, we're going to elaborate a little bit more on the, on the witch's wound because we only got to touch on it a little bit in the first, in the first episode of this yeah. witch series. And how that can look and how you can work on that. Yeah. So Yahoo, the one thing that uh, was kind of like a saving grace um, that it got deleted and we're starting over again (laughs) is I found there was, we were yesterday when we started off the podcast, we were talking about Selwyn, but there was a lot of like technical or what is it? I don't even know, but it was like, she was bored. I was bored. She was bored. Um, mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And so when we had to do this over again and I was like, so can we cut a bunch of the extra (laughs) <laughs> and you totally felt it too. So yeah. it was like, so well, now- because, because you were bored, we got off on like way too many tangents and cause you just didn't want to talk about it. So you ended up taking us at all these you different know what, places okay, so and it was hard what, to flow. Yeah. And what happens is if I'm bored, my mind's somewhere else. <laughs> so then when you would talk, all of a sudden it would like put me on like, huh. And then I would go somewhere else on a thought process and then I would speak it. So yeah. if I'm like, totally engaged in the conversation my mind doesn't have time to go off yeah okay so let's get started then <laughs> okay here we go so yeah. we're like Ali said we're going to talk about Samhain Samhain is um the like the witch's word for Halloween so it's like a pagan um festival or a pagan tradition a pagan holiday essentially um and it starts the new year it's called the witch's new year as well so Samhain is a part of what we call the what we well what we learned about was the wheel of the year so we're this was the boring part we're not going to get into the whole wheel of the year because Ellie's like oh my god but all, I'm just going to give a general understanding of what it is in case somebody's curious. So oh, okay. It, it's just, it's just, <laughs> just opportunities throughout the year to work with the energies uh, of the season. So the wheel of the year is um, working with the natural cycles of the earth and the heavens. So we have Samhain, but it works with the equinoxes and the solstices. But traditionally, Samhain is the beginning of the new it's the beginning of the new year for the pagan tradition so we're not going to get into all of those but we will share about Samhain so Samhain is on October 31st Samhain and how do you how do you spell that shut up shut up Maggie um (laughs) I totally spelled it like a totally different different way just like my words my spelling is the same it's fine (laughs) I just like to tease you, but I, know, I love it. It's actually spelled like Sam Hain. It's weird. It is so it's spelled it's said so different than what it looks like. So nobody can blame anybody for getting that wrong. I have to Google it every time. I'm like, how do you spell Selwyn again? I have no or idea. Or how do you say Selwyn? If I yeah. saw it the way it was spelled, I'd say it's Sam Hain. Sam Hain. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I'd be like Sam What is Sam Hain? What? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Selwyn is um October 31st 
to November 1st in the Northern Hemisphere, but in the Southern Hemisphere. So we have lots of listeners in Australia. For our Australian friends and anybody down there, um, they celebrate Samhain on April 30th to May 1st. So it's a different, because it's just like the midpoint between the fall equinox and the winter solstice. Well, and the reason is because it's the, what is it? The close of the... Oh yeah. So it's the close of the harvesting season. So in pagan tradition, they would celebrate the end of the harvesting season um, with this festival, Samhain, before like the dark winter cold nights set in and they were in the dark days, the days were dark forever and all that sort of stuff. So it was basically it was their celebration. Last it was yeah. a celebration. So they it's were done, party. done all the harvesting, everything's canned and put away and like ready to go for the winter. And they're celebrating this, this difficult because harvesting is hard. It's like oh. a lot of work. Yeah. So they're literally like, they're literally celebrating their vacation. Yeah. Because now they're going to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Now they're going to sleep and they're going to eat and they're going to eat some more. And that's about it. Yeah. And their hibernation stage. Yeah. So with Samhain, like with the festival, a lot of the ancient tradition of the festival, they would bring, they would light bonfires, they would bring together the community, the village. I'm going to sit on my hands again. (laughs) I'm. Man, yeah. Sorry, I'm using fidgeter. I'm a fidgeter, and I'm using a mic. And then Allie's like, "Oh my god, there's so much feedback," but it's because I'm touching everything. So I told her I I don't even know this feedback with all of this. Like I've got my, I've got my smoothie going. I've got my water bottle going. I'm like, I've got everything. We're gonna hear it. Eating and drinking while we do this, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm trying to sit on my hands so I don't touch everything. Okay. So, okay. Traditionally with the Samhain ceremonies um, and festival, they would uh, bring together everybody from the village, like the communities, and they would gather and light bonfires and have a huge feast and just like have a really big old party to celebrate. It was a big celebration, but it is also said that, and they knew way back then too, that the veil is very thin between our world and the spirit world at this time of year. Um, So they would they would use this time to connect with past loved ones um, at the same time. However, there was also an underlying fear of, um, I guess, like connecting with like evil spirits. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. where, why people were wearing like masks or dressing up. So they could scare them. Mm-hmm. So they, no. So they would say that on, okay. So the purpose of wearing masks and dressing up was that they thought that if they did that and they came across, like they say they were walking out at night in the dark and they came across a spirit, the spirit would just assume that it was one of them. So it wouldn't like (laughs) come after them. (laughs) So that's like the ghost um, dressing up as a ghost. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Just a ghost, just a white sheet with (laughs) holes cut out. That's what they did. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be surprised. They'll be like, nope, that's that's one of us. Keep going. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> that so was their smart. thought. That was their thought process. <laughs> but that's where the beginning of the dressing up for Halloween started. I love that. Yeah. Well, and we like talked about yesterday how like the bonfire, a lot of people do like we they do little parties. It's not just trick-or-treating, like you do little yeah. parties and get togethers and you know, bonfire and apples. Yeah, I don't know how many apples. I don't know I don't how know. how many Halloween parties I've gone to in my past where we literally had a bonfire and you know smoked or like 
had smoked a weed. Roast, smoked. I was going to say smoked wieners. <laughs> we had like a hot dog roast. That's what I was trying to say. Smoked wieners. <laughs> but that's, uh, yeah, traditionally. So, and that was tradition. Like the bonfires in, in the pagan tradition were to light up the dark but also to um, to give warmth and, and within the celebration and stuff. Um, but also because the veil was so thin at this time, they would um, present offerings to the fire to, mm. for their past loved ones. So they would present offerings um, to appease the dead, ensure that they and their livestock would survive the cold winter ahead. So it was like, here, take my offering and don't kill me through the night or through the winter. <laughs> like, I don't want to die through the winter. Please keep my cattle or my sheep alive, my horses alive. I'm going to give you something. Here, help me out. So that Jeez, was kind of I just perfect. thought the other side was terrible. <laughs> when in reality, the other side is pure love. I know. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, also, I guess if you think about it like this, it would be more or less them asking the spirit for help. Like, can you help me through? Or would it be like manifesting mm-hmm. in a way, like kind of setting intentions? Yeah, in in a yeah. sense, for sure. Yeah. yeah. However, however they did that, it was the the I guess the act of giving um, something to the fire was their way of asking for support or help um, from mm-hmm. their past loved ones. But one of the traditions I thought was pretty neat was that they also would set up dinner, like a place at their dinner table for p- their past loved ones. And when we were talking about this yesterday, Allie was like, Oh my God, how many settings would you have to set? Like, I was like, what if you lost a lot of people? <laughs> I'm like, you'd have to get a whole other table for each setting. I'm like, that's crazy. So we have like the kids table and the dead people's table. <laughs> Try not to laugh too loud because I know it's super loud on this thing. No, um, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, well, it's fine right now. Um, but <laughs> I, yeah, that I was like, okay. And you know me because again, I'm like basic, Easy <laughs> basic <button>. bitch <laughs> right here. Um, I'm just like, dude, you can honor your loved ones just by thinking about them. Yeah, you don't need to do like this whole thing. But you know, again, that's me. Would I do it? No. Um, but I'm not big into uh, ceremony or yeah. <clears throat> doing those things. But that's something that you feel drawn to and that yeah. you're going to do this year, right? Yeah. She's going to set up a skeleton in the chair too, to really like, <laughs> to yeah. really amplify the yeah. 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 No. <laughs> I'm not, but it's going to be, so you just for anybody who's like, well, do you have to set multiple spaces? No, you don't. Oh, no. <laughs> only one. They only just one. rotate. They <laughs> rotate. Who sits in there? They all like sit my on turn. top of each other. Yeah. My turn, jerk. It's like, <laughs> but you know what also um, I found interesting was that they actually gave like a plate of food and had it sit there as the offering to their past loved ones. And then they would um, put that, because uh, obviously nobody's eating it. They would put it in. You put the leftovers the offering. from that meal. Yeah. They, <laughs> and they put it into the bonfire later in the evening as like a way to honor and offer that offering to their past loved ones in another way. So I, I found that interesting. But I was telling Nick about this tradition because, you know, he and I are both, like our ancestors are both English, Scottish, Irish, like very British. And Mm -hmm. these are pagan traditions, which is kind of like from England and, you know, back there. So this is something that is connected within our, both of our lineage. 
So I was telling him about this and his dad passed away when he was quite young, like when he was 10. So I was sharing with him this tradition of setting a table to honor the past loved ones. And because the veil is really thin and all these things. And it's just in my mind, it's just another way to um, visit or to connect with them. And again, like you don't have to do anything, but, you know, going to a cemetery is the same idea. Like people Mm -hmm. will go to the cemetery to sit with their past loved one and bring flowers and all that sort of stuff. And they're just bringing that act to the dinner table on Halloween or on Samhain. Um, but again, it's just, just another way. And so he was like, oh yeah, that's so interesting. So it, of course that sounds so any way to honor his dad he's mm-hmm. into. Right. Yeah. And another thing that people will do is create an altar which is literally, we've talked about altars in the past a little bit, but literally for a past loved one on Halloween, if you wanted to create an altar, all you have to do is, you know, have a a little space and you put a picture and a candle or a crystal and something that you are connected like with them by. So for example, if it was a grandfather, you might place their pipe there or grandmother, a, a watch or a piece of jewelry for Nick's dad. For example, we would put a dime there because he's always sending us dimes. So just little things to just like, you know, we love you kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Allie's like, no, Lord. you're not selling me on it. <laughs> like was that a pitch or I'm still not so I and that's the thing I don't care everybody do what they want to do and that's mm-hmm. why like Mandy resonates with it I don't but that's how you know like that's that's life that's everybody yeah. like that's everything yeah. um and so it's like you do what feels good yeah. right so mm-hmm. that's what's important so um yeah what else with the Well, it's also a night of like divination. So a lot of witches or modern day witches or back then people would really use this night because the energy is so amplified to connect with past loved ones. So mediumship skills are really potent or online or, you know, a lot of people will do seances on Halloween. Um, So there's a lot, there's a lot of opportunity to work. Dance naked under the moon around a fire. Yeah. Yeah. All of the things. Yeah. Um, you know, we were talking about like, I'm like, I wonder how, like the, the of Halloween yeah. came to be, <clears throat> you know, like when did that, cause didn't you say it was like the early 1900s that like actually Halloween, yeah, like candy trick-or-treating, yeah. all of these type of things. Yeah. So yeah. from what my research, um, and it's all like, there's so much to research, like, but, and I did yeah. not do a deep, deep dive on this cause a, I don't really care how Halloween came to <laughs> You know what I mean? I was more interested in like Samhain and the ancient traditions of being a witch. That's what yeah. I was like super interested in. Um, yeah. But you know, it is to be able to tie it to modern day. Um, I guess like because there was this tradition back in our, like back in the ancestors in our lineage and stuff like that, at some point with the immigration over to America, um, a lot of people would bring this tradition over with them and they would still have kind of like Samhain celebrations, but the church changed the name at some point from Samhain to like All Saints Day or something like that. And then it mm-hmm. sort of evolved over time again and it became Halloween when 
they the traditions and and the things that they were doing just kind of evolved over time so it wasn't until the 19th century where halloween really took hold and the costumes and the dressing up was really popular and exciting and at some point um people like i think it was either kids or women or or somebody that like some group would get dressed up and then go to people's houses and ask for food like an apple or something like that that become became a thing and then eventually that evolved to asking for treats or trick-or-treating that sort of stuff so today in today's society it's much much different but there's still a lot of witches like modern day witches that celebrate uh and it's there's a, a whole community out there like online or in in other places but you know i'm usually just online so learning about this sort of stuff but they do they do um really honor and respect the witches like the wheel of the year and Samhain as the witches new year and they will still do the bonfires and the offerings to their past loved ones in into the bonfire and then what I found interesting is that they'll actually use the ashes of the bonfire um and they'll save the ashes and use it in some of their potions and spell casting for the rest of the year mm. Isn't that cool? Because of the energy that's been yeah. put into that. Yeah. So they're like taking that energy. Yeah. It's just, that's kind of even like uh, moon water. Yeah. Right? You know, taking the full moon and and drinking that high vibrational uh, water. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the same thing, infusing that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So super potent, super potent work. And also still a very potent night for um actually it's well okay so still a potent night for divination and connecting and all that sort of stuff but I actually was listening to a podcast and she is a psychic medium and she shared that she actually takes uh the time off around Samhain Mm. as um as a way to respect the spirits and the past loved ones um because she felt like in her work, she wanted to respect them. So she was, she didn't feel like working um, in that way uh, was a way to respect them. So she wanted it to, I don't know, she just does, she just takes time off. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And also, yeah. I, I guess, like if it's a tradition that you follow and a holiday for yourself, you would take time off anyways from working, right? Well, I'd probably do it for that yeah. piece instead of respect. Like I, do, I just, you know, knowing what we know on the other side, I don't see they're not sitting there going, no, like, these things don't mean to souls. As these much. things don't mean. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and it's a very earthly thing. And as we know, our infinite souls are all over the place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now I have definitely found that my channel has been way open. Even you're way open right now. And yeah, we're like because we're about a week away from Halloween, and mm-hmm. you're all your crown is like wide open. Yeah, it's just like pouring in. It is. And I'm like, what is this? But now I'm starting to think. I'm like, oh, maybe it's not my new norm. Maybe it's just because it's so thin. The no, veil I- is so thin, and it's just like <laughs> flowing on in. I'm like, heck, I was like talking to my sister's dog yesterday, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, he's literally communicating with me, and I'm like, this is so messed up. <laughs> Wait, is the dog passed away or was dog the dog no, he's alive? alive? Okay. He's you were alive. just like telepathically chatting with this dog? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. What his mission is and and all of that. And I was just like, I'm like, yes, I'll tell her. <laughs> <laughs> Stop bugging me. Then I feel like a psychopath because I'm like, mm, 
Thor wants to tell you something. <laughs> but I think they're getting used to it now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's just so thin. I hope it's my new norm, but it could easily be because the energy, it's the, yeah. the, you know, the veil is so thin. So it's super easy to receive and connect and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's less exciting. work. It is exciting. It is less work for you. You're yeah. just like, oh, let me tap in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be like this all the time because I like things easy. <laughs> okay. I think that's all about Samhain. So, I, I mean, there's not a lot to it. It's a it's a tradition, a pagan tradition from our um, ancestors way back in the day. And it's just a beautiful way to honor and your respect your past loved ones. The veil is very thin have a bonfire, have a feast, gather with friends and family and celebrate. celebrate. It is the new year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's fun. Yeah. I'm going to have a, a Salwen celebration this year from, I'm um, having some friends over like Aubrey's daughter's going to, or friend, Aubrey's daughter. Aubrey, <laughs> my daughter, Aubrey is having a couple friends come trick or treat with her and we're going to have their parents over. They won't know it's a Salwen celebration. Will you say, don't sit there? They might be like that is our special guest. I never thought about that. I don't know. Are you setting up a table? Uh, I was thinking I was going to do the altar for Nick's dad, but I don't think I'll do the the table setting. No, not with your friends. I mean, like that's not for you to sit in. (laughs) Don't sit there. You're you're being rude. (laughs) You're sitting on my ghost. (laughs) You're sitting (laughs) on my past loved one. And but that they, food's not for you. They do know about the stuff I do, like the work I do and stuff. And um, yeah. so they probably wouldn't be super like weirded out. They'd just be like, okay. They're probably going to leave and be like, what the fuck was that? It's going to have a she's, group chat. She's taking this too far. <laughs> group chat about how crazy Mandy went. <laughs> I'm dressed as a witch for Halloween. <laughs> and then you like have a little bit too much to drink and you're now you're jumping off the, the, the roof, roof with, with your broomstick <laughs> and you're like shit it's supposed to work if anything it'll be me telling them about the history of the pointed hat and the pointed shoes and oh the and the penises um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get censored holy shit we can't I'm say like, anything that, that is part of the human body give <laughs> Everybody should just chillax. <laughs> Mike, is the is the you know Catholic Church censoring it? Maybe. What's that? What's the word phallic? Yeah, they use the word phallic. Oh, I love it. That just makes me laugh. Phallic. <laughs> we can say phallic. Yeah, that's a word for a penis, right? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's a word to describe like what a penis looks, looks like. What what a what looks like a penis? Yeah, so penis shaped mm. phallic. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Hey, we're going to move on to the witch's wound. Because it's so fun. (laughs) Witch's wound. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay. So shadow part. Why don't we talk about like, let's recap the witch's wound. Yes. So the witch's wound is. (sighs) I don't know. Um, okay. So it's a wound that, um, a lot of people feel that, that is within us that maybe we haven't necessarily tapped into. Um, but you know, it can, it's from the days the from the time that our ancestors or ourselves, uh, lived in those times that we talked about in the history. Um, and that 
you know, this imprint is carried forward within our lineage, carried forward within our soul. And we just have this like deep remembering or knowing within us um, of these times when we were prosecuted um, without cause and, you know, the fear and all of that, that kind of um, filtrated that time um, that's like within us. So it's, it's funny. Cause they, you know, you talk about like past lives and stuff and you start your new life off and you're, you don't remember anything else and you're free. It's fresh, you know, sleep. clean slate, clean slate. Um, and you start so you this can. off with like, yeah, but then it's like, you know, those experiences are still kind of like lingered within your, mm-hmm. your soul. And it's like, you have this, like, you're like, I don't know. I, you know, anything you can be like man like for myself I'm like I love farms I'm so drawn to farms I I feel pulled to farms um but I've never been on you know owned a farm or even want to be on a farm but I feel this like you know pull to it um we're kind of like I wonder if I lived a past life where I was on a farm right Mm -hmm. and so it's like those little like whispers of memories that you they're not there but you just have this like inner knowing um, that keeps popping up. And so that's kind of like the witch wound. Um, and it will show up in different ways within our life. So like, you know, one of the things would be, you know, fear of, you know, being ridiculed or fear of being yourself and not being accepted for who you are. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense because back in the day, if you were anything that you know, resembled, like if you were a woman that was owned her sexuality or mm-hmm. had a high sex drive, well, which, which, um, if you were a woman that was very self-sufficient and was able to, you know, take care of herself and didn't need a man or whatever, which, so, um, you know, these, these, these were the things that, you know, being that person, being different, whatever, it wasn't safe to show up, um, authentically, it was safe to show up as, you know, the constructed norm of what, you know, the woman should look like in that time. Yeah. Like so, the patriarch was formed during this time and they placed women in a box and these were, this was your role. And if you stepped outside of this box, you were a witch. And this is how they were controlling um, the narrative with, mm-hmm. you know, creating this fear around a woman who didn't fit in this box. So if she, she must be a witch. So we've talked about this in the last two podcast episodes. Definitely. If you haven't listed, listened to them, go and we'll deep dive in there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so other ways that you can tell if you have a witch wound would be, um, being in the spiritual closet and feeling like, you can't share about your magical interests. So you're like sitting, you're listening to our podcast, for example, on your walk and you're really enjoying it because you know, because <laughs> you are, because <laughs> you are, but you don't want to share it with anybody else because you don't want them to be like, Oh my God, like, what are you listening to? Do you know what I mean? So that would be yeah. an indication that you have a witch wound. And that was me. And that was you like that. I listened to podcasts and YouTube videos and read books. And like, I was deep down in that rabbit hole for a long time before I shared it with anybody. And then I finally came across Allison who would listen to me. And I just like, what all of but, the things I was learning because you knew it was safe. Because I knew it was safe. Mm-hmm. I knew it was safe. But she was the only person for a long time that I was able to talk to about this. And as soon as I found her, I globbed onto her. And here we are today. Oh my God, we <laughs> let go. <laughs> but you were, you were like, tell me more. And I was like, oh, I sure will. 
Yeah. Like all of the things, but it's like, you know, that spiritual closet, like we're still, there's still aspects of us that are still in it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Right. Like, you know, we still suffer with that. Like, you know, my, I definitely was like very slow progression. <laughs> it was like a pinky toe was coming out the door <laughs> and I'm like, and it's still like something that, you know, plagues like, you know, like even if I'm like listening to a video and I think, oh, this is a bit too out there. So even if the family know, obviously they know yeah. that I'm into this, but I would still like listen with my earphones on when it would get a little like too out there. Yeah. And um, because I would worry that they'd be like, oh, shit. What's, you know, wow, that's where she's at, you know, or whatever. Like, again, <laughs> it's like, it's like it's being true. prosecuted. It's being yeah. judged. It's being yeah. even the fear that they think I'm like losing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there it, is that fear. Yeah. I there, still have that with I'm my family. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I have to say, I literally just, just the other night listened to a video while laying in bed beside Nick and he was watching his show. And then I was listening to a video um, about like, energy and an energy forecast. And before that, like I was always headphones on or I'll listen to it later. I don't want him to overhear because he, he might like, he's not going to understand and he's going to judge or whatever. Um, but so this was the first time that I kind of played it out loud. It was soft so I could hear it. I didn't want to disturb him, but if he could listen or he could hear, then ask the questions. Right. Yeah. But then that that you had starting to kind of feel safe with that. I'm like, I found, um, I was sharing my reading that I had with um, Anna Marie and with my mom. Mm -hmm. And part of that reading was talking about the witch and my history as a witch and my, you know, ability to um, spell cast and all these things. And, you know, I definitely was filtering what I was saying, but I knew when I started identifying as a witch or even saying that, the energy changed really? my mom. Oh yeah. It was like, and like, I think she even said at one point, Oh, Oh, hmm. you know, like that total, like, <laughs> oh, no. she's closed up. I do. I, your mom you for sure. Close, it takes your mom a little yeah. while to, to be okay with it. But I think once you really just, um, I guess, what am I trying to say? When you really break it down to what, like, what is spell casting? Spell casting is literally, it's yeah, it's saying out loud the things that you're calling in. It's manifesting. Yeah. So instead of saying spell casting, we could say manifesting and your mom would be totally fine with it. Exactly. Instead of saying which, we could say intuitive and your mom would be totally fine with it. Oh, and it's the same thing. Yeah. Right. So just different words. she just yeah. And and it's like, you know, and even like we've talked about how powerful your words are. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that take away the witch thing. We've talked about that. That's an intuition 101, our course intuition 101, talking about like what your thoughts and your words say are creating an energy that are that is reverberating out into the world and everything and which is kind of overwhelming at, at times because you think like sometimes you have thoughts that are just not but if it's constant if it's, if it's constant, co- yeah, yeah. So, so it's different in that <clears throat> sense I'm like I know where was I I think I had it today <laughs> I guess I'm always talking in my head to myself <laughs> and I was driving somewhere and somebody oh yeah you know what it was oh those kissing drops at school what what's a kissing drop kissing drop oh 
Um, so it's one, it's one of these, I don't know why I even engage in it. I'm like, but Tanner wants to be dropped there. So basically the, the school a few years ago set up this kiss and drop where it's like, they just put these pylons, you pull in, everybody pulls in, you know, you stop, kids get out, move on. Right. So it's supposed to be this, like, it's a drop off. It's a drop off kiss and drop. They've called it. Oh, and you know, it's obvious the rules. If you need to get out of your car to get your kid out of the car. Kiss and drop is not for you. No. Yeah. Okay. So I, you know, Tanner likes to be dropped off there. Carter likes to go somewhere else. We switch every day. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know why I'm entertaining this because it makes me angry. (laughs) 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 Because I can't believe how many people don't get the rules. And (laughs) I'm like, what are we doing? So this morning, uh, it just drives me nuts. And so then this morning we go in, I'm like, and I'm very like, we're going to this kiss and drop, get out. (laughs) We are respectful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So boys are out, car in front of me. I see a kid get out. I see another kid get out. I see the door left open and I'm like, oh no, they forgot to close the door. And the guy starts driving and I'm like, oh no, what's he going to do? And I'm like trying to figure out like, what are we going to do? Right. Cause now it's like, okay, let's move on out. Oh no, just drives further, stops. And lets another kid out. What? And I was like, oh, this isn't ballet parking. <laughs> I'm like, their kid gets out and they walk. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> because obviously in the kiss and drop, there's one spot that is right where the playground is, where the entrance is. Yeah. And so I literally, they were doing that to stop so that the one could get out. And so in my head, I'm like, how selfish. And I'm like, this is just silly. And every time I use this kiss and drop, there is something ridiculous <laughs> that people do. Yeah. And so I'm driving behind this person and I'm just, I'm irritated. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> so I'm in my head, just like, if I could say this, if I could say that, and then I get the tingle on my head. Oh, <laughs> and that yeah. and when I get the tingle, that spirit being like, oh, okay. <laughs> stop it keep it high vibe Allison. keep it high vibe Allison but I'm like anytime I get into those like modes like I'm not gonna go pull the person over and have road rage just let me <laughs> but you're sort still it sending, out in my head you're still I'm sending wrong. that energy out towards them because I'm glad <laughs> I'm, cl- I'm glad I created that energetic cord between us they can feel well, my anger just, and frustration like, I know but to be it's like you know how I am Mm-hmm. right and wrong and I sit there and I'm like come on guys you're being selfish like if like it's just they know that me. they know I that guess they, uh, yeah, they probably I guess just th- don't care <sighs> and so that's where I'm like I don't think I can do this lineup anymore but I you know it's not fair for Tanner but I'm like I those those things driving me nuts yeah because it's just so rude <laughs> okay okay <laughs> but that's when we say about we have lots of time um I'm allowed to have one rant um <laughs> you can tell I'm like let's rein it in Allison She's yeah like, I can, let I me rant you were going and I'm like leave it <laughs> um that's what we're talking about is this the lower vibration thought so yeah. it's like you're gonna have those times that you're gonna be in that, you know, lower figures. There's something's gonna happen, and it's fine. It's not like oh, I'm. Yeah. It's not like I'm sending daggers at the person. And it's gonna ruin their day. Um, <laughs> and it was more like spirit was like, "Hey, Allison, let's get this. Let's let me give you a little reminder <laughs> all over your head." <laughs> um, and sometimes I'm like, "Fuck off." <laughs> 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 I know. I know. Let I'm not stupid. 
Um, but you know, other times I'm like, yes, thank you for the reminder. <laughs> let it go. Um, but like, let it go. Um, but that is the, you know, the, that the intention, the, mm-hmm. the thought, all of this creates an energy. Um, and so being very aware of that and, you know, so that's literally what spell casting is, is being intentional with your words yeah, and being intentional with your thoughts and what you're wanting to manifest and bring into your life. Yeah. And do you want right? to know what I really love about, like, I haven't practiced spell casting yet, but do you know what I love about the idea of spell casting is that there are um, like spells as in like words that rhyme poems oh, <laughs> that I... you can say out loud when you're manifesting. And it's just adding extra potency to whatever it is that you're manifesting in my opinion so mm-hmm. using whatever like whatever witchcraft uses spell casting uh candles um you know scribes or whatever whatever they're doing um writing things down it's literally just adding extra energy to what it is that you're calling in so I, we're going to link a book in the show notes that we have both been reading it's called spellbound have you been reading it right um no oh okay I bought it. Yes. I just haven't read it. You haven't got there yet, but you're reading a different witchy book. Yeah. It's called witch. Okay. So we'll (laughs) post both in the show notes. Um, So if you're interested in a little bit of beginner witchcraft or learning a little bit more about the tools that witches use Mm -hmm. or witchcraft or spell casting or any of that sort of stuff, you can um, take a look at these books in the show notes, but um, going back to the witch's wound. Yeah. We never left it. I know we didn't. I guess I tangent <laughs> off on spell casting. <laughs> my fault. Mandy did a tangent. <laughs> okay, which so, led to my tangent. <laughs> um, another way to tell if you have a witch wound would be if you are feeling judgy or jealous of those that are speaking their truth and doing this work without fear. So if you're watching somebody on TikTok or Instagram or and you're just like, oh, like annoyed because they're doing it and you're not that's probably and you may not even know that that's why you're annoyed yeah right it may not even be um you're do they're doing it and you're not because you may not even be be there Mm -hmm. at that stage it Mm -hmm. just if it's anything that triggers you it invites you to look within to see why that triggered where is that connected to what part of that is triggering you um that to me has just been so helpful in healing, in shadow work, in all of those things is when I am triggered, I instantly turn that, you know, light onto myself. And I'm like, okay, why is this triggering me? It's not necessarily the person. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something within me because you know what? People can do whatever the heck they want to do. It's how we react. It's our, it's our choice on how we react. So if something is triggering, it's like, where is this stemming from? Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, if you see somebody that's totally in their witchy power and all those things and and you're finding yourself sitting there and being like, oh, my God, they're so stupid (laughs) or like, oh, God, they've gone crazy or all those things. Sometimes it's like take a step back and be like, why does this bother me so much? Yeah. But that could also be tied because I feel the witch wound is very connected to the sisterhood wound as well. Because, because when, it is. It, yeah, because when we were being persecuted and uh, accused of witchcraft, they were also having women turn on each other and, 
and accuse each other of witchcraft in order to save themselves and their families. So mm. you you were tortured until you confessed, and then you were tortured even more until you confessed about who you were a witch with. And so mm. you would be forced to point out your friends um, in order to save, in order to you thought you were saving yourself and your family. So you had to you had to put other people out there and accuse other people because that's what you thought you were doing to save your family um, and yourself. In, in when in fact you had we're all just burned and and we're all just so burned sad. and murdered yeah. but that yeah. was that was the beginning i would say of the witch wound and of the sisterhood wound because before that women would gather and help each other and you know come together and share skills and um teachings of the different skill sets that they had and you know women would some midwives would you know help other women birth their children all throughout the village and you, or you if you had a, a certain skill in like plant medicine and you had a kid that was ill you would bring them in like it was just this beautiful community of women helping each other and then the witch trials and now we're all telling on each other and confessing and um accusing each other of you know working with demons and the evil and witchcraft and so yeah so that kind of definitely ties through into this lifetime a lot for a lot of women a lot of women are dealing with the sisterhood wound as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just like heard somebody say when you talked about the bad side of witchcraft mm -hmm. kind of like but what about the people that did use it for dark magic. And mm -hmm. it's like, you know what? That's absolutely people did. And people do that in everything. And they do that today. You have a minister in the church, mm -hmm. right? You'll have one that's great. And you, how many have we seen that have been prosecuted for, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. um, you know, teachers, what it's everywhere. everywhere. Any, There's anything. a duality. This is a planet of duality. Yeah. So you're, you're always going to find the bad within the good there's always yeah. going to be two sides to it so but it's funny though with witchcraft it seems like maybe the few that have done it, it's become more of the bigger like yeah. that it's like blanketing that okay then everybody mm -hmm. has right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um or like I'm just scared to bring anything up I know. <laughs> because of um <laughs> yeah well, I was just thinking like, even just what we've dealt with in the last few years, um, the polarity within this virus and um, all of that. And if somebody had an opinion outside of anybody else's, you all of a sudden became, or you're asking questions or you're kind of bringing up narratives that were maybe not the common narrative. You were and conspiracy you were theorist. Yeah, it that was blanketed. The new, that's the new age Thing. way to say you're a witch. In my yeah, you're a conspiracy theorist. And so it was like the moment, and I remember being, I remember being put into that because I remember having a conversation with my sister and it was something we were talking about, you know, one of the many things throughout these last few years that have been <laughs> polarizing and, you know, people have been like on either side of. And I remember like, talking about it and of course they were on the opposite side as me because I became mm -hmm. this you know black sheep at some point um <laughs> because I had different thoughts and I remember her kind of like saying something not realizing I was on the other side right. um and said oh yeah like this happened and we know that that oh, it's just these conspiracy theorists it's like these people or these anti-vaxxers or whatever it was it was like it was just blanketed mm -hmm. blanketed Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm like, Kelly, 
but I'm one of those. Right. And I'm like, do you think I'm what you're calling a conspiracy? Like what you think a conspiracy theory is a conspiracy, conspiracy it. theorist. What? Theorist. <laughs> conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I'm not even going to help you because I can't say it I don't even know. But I'm like, whatever you are deeming as that person. Yeah. And now I'm saying I am that person. Yeah. I don't think you're thinking the same thing. No. Then it's like, well, no, you're different. No, 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 no. There's lots mm-hmm. of people like that. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's one of these things. So I'm thinking like with the witch, for, for it has had that taintedness that's oh, absolutely taken over it, that it's bad magic. Yeah. yeah. And it's hexes and, yeah. you know, and all most, of those things. We were talking about this last week, how, you know, there's so many different cultures throughout the world. And a lot of these cultures, if you, if you're talking about a witch, the assumption is that that person pl- practices black magic and creates curses and hoaxes mm-hmm. and does bad and very, things. very, um, <laughs> they're very, superstitious like yeah, very I would superstitious think, yeah. yeah even yeah. saying it would be like yeah. you've just invited this in yeah yeah mm-hmm. and you know what that's not the case so let's let's heal that yeah we <laughs> do need to heal that let's move on from that yeah. can we change the narrative please yeah go ahead okay so another way to tell if you um have a witch wound is perhaps somebody who is fearful to step into this work and reclaim your power and not even step into this work to like do this as a job what mm. we mean is somebody who's uh fearful of learning how to do what we do or learning how to connect to energy or learning how to connect with past loved ones, learning how to read the Akashic records, learning how to do energy healings, somebody who is fearful of connecting to their soul is likely because there's a witch wound there, because what's happening is you're afraid that's going to put a highlight on you and you're going to be persecuted. It's like this unconscious un yeah, unconscious fear that you, you have no idea why? Maybe you haven't even thought about it. Yeah. Maybe it's just one of those things that you're like, no, 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 no. I don't even I, want to talk about it. I'm yeah. not inviting this in. But then if you actually like sat there, haven't you had those times where yeah. all of a sudden you're like, I don't, if somebody said, well, why are you that way? And then you're like, I don't know. Yeah. I just always am. And that's that, uh, the, the subconscious, that's that imprint within your soul that is just there. Mm-hmm. But you don't know why. And it's something like, you know, even like, Many times, you know, if I've talked to friends or anything like that, or even people that have been kind of interested and they will express and say, mm, but aren't, how do you know you're not inviting in the dark? Mm-hmm. Well, like that's, yeah. And the reason we know is because we, we know what tools to use in order to protect ourselves from that energy. Mm-hmm. And that's what we teach in our courses. So we're te- mm-hmm. teaching the light. We're not teaching the dark. So well, we're gonna- and it's like one of those things that, um, you can either be naive to it and unconsciously be inviting it in because that happens and that it does happen. So Mm -hmm. to a lot of people who are trying to open up without having um, the knowledge on how to do it safely. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Or Or people who are just open naturally without realizing that they're open naturally, those people would really benefit from a little bit of a mentoring or mentorship Mm -hmm. so that they, they can do it safely. Well, and I felt more empowered. I did too. Of course, like I had that, you know, there was those thoughts um, for myself when I was entering into this. And mm-hmm. obviously it wasn't a f- big fear because I continued. Um, but I remember like when I was hearing about um, 
you know, how to protect yourself and, and all these things, I was like, wait a minute, I have all the control. And I'm like, but if I didn't know this, I had no control. Yeah. But when it comes to darker energy or darker entities, it's like the knowledge is powerful. And so knowing what you need to do, knowing that you just need to uh, send them a big, loving, energetic hug and they're gone. I was like, shit. I'm like, that's so easy. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. And I'm like, I was like, no, I would rather know and have myself open than not know. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. So another way to tell if you have this wound would be, um, perhaps somebody who's, um, afraid to face these shadows and, and do that inner work because they're afraid to, to really like, I don't know, I guess, face the reality of why or Mm -hmm. what might come from that. Mm-hmm. Right. And then also, you know, not honoring your gifts and, and distrusting or not believing what you're receiving. So and we see this in our students a lot, too, um, where, you know, throughout the six months that we're working with them, there's this beautiful um, evolution of them really stepping into their confidence and their power because we're receiving validation. But that's because we're constantly working with them on that. But it is part of the witch wound is when you are doing it and you don't believe in yourself or you don't, you won't allow yourself to truly, um, to truly believe that you're receiving what you're receiving or trust that what you're receiving is right. So there's like this energy of, um, there's like this block where they're like, if you just remove that block and and allowed yourself to step into that power, like Mm -hmm. and that confidence, like, wow, that is you truly reclaiming your, um, your, your soul and your, just your energy and your power altogether. So your power, power as a female too, right? Because we have been as, you know, females over the generations, we have been made smaller and smaller and smaller. And so part of that conditioning has been not believing in ourselves, um, not standing up for what we believe and all of that. So it's, Mm -hmm. you know, even reclaiming all of that. And, you know, we talked about this obviously yesterday, um, when we were doing (laughs) this, you didn't get to hear it, (laughs) but you didn't get to hear it, but I'll repeat myself. Um, (laughs) we were talking about how it was this kind of like epiphany that it was like, holy shit, you know, our courses, because we do, you know, we obviously we do these courses to help, you know, anybody, men or women connect mm-hmm. back to their um, gifts, connect to their soul, all of those things. But what we do is every week we hold um, these practice circles and, you know, we are in this practice circle where we're showing up authentically as ourselves. We are being vulnerable and having to, you know, like you're practicing and you're having to have the courage to say what you received. And in this circle, I realized we're not just helping heal the witch wound because we're creating a space that it's safe to show up and actually speak it and be Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But we're also helping to, um, you know, heal the sisterhood wound. Yeah. Because you're sitting there, you know, because I will say 99.9% has been females. (laughs) but you're sitting there and you're like supporting everybody. You're having like somebody saying, I don't know if this is right. Like this could be stupid, you know, what we do yeah. as mm-hmm. people. Um, and then you're, you, you know, the other classmates or students are sitting there going, no, no, that was amazing. And, and or I got so the same like, thing. Like, yeah. Excited to validate what they received so that so they could beautiful. feel more confident in what they're, what they're receiving. 
Yeah. And so I just love that, that it was like yesterday when we were, you were talking and then all of a sudden I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, it's like these little, little pods of <laughs> witch wound healing and sisterhood <laughs> healing as, as well as learning a new skill. So I'm like, that's so cool. And it's I so know. needed. It is you know? so needed. It is just yeah. a, like extra magic for what, uh, for what we're, what we're, what we do, but what, you know, all other spiritual teachers and mentors are doing as well. Absolutely. Bringing people together in a safe space to show up authentically as they were for yeah. things that they were prosecuted for multiple lifetimes. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, healing. it's almost like how I see it is that we're, it's almost like all the witches are like quietly reclaiming their power. And mm -hmm. then at some point soon, the collective is going to be ready for all of us to come out loud and proud. And we're all going to stand there in like this beautiful um, line of light and divine feminine power where we're just showing up with our hearts and that's, what's going to heal the world. Yeah. You know so I mean? beautiful. Mm -hmm. so we're nice. all like underground training right now. <laughs> and then when that time is right, you better watch that's, out because we're going to heal the world. Yep. That's why I like that song. Sound the alarm, yeah. sound the alarm. And it yeah. was like, and it just feels like everybody rising and stepping into their power. I'm like, yeah freaking love it. I love it too. Okay. I know we're running out of time. I have no idea when we started this. Me either, but I think you it's soon. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Me too. Um, but so healing this, healing wound. the witch wounds. We talked about what all the witches wounds were. So how to tell if you have one. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about how to heal the witch wound. So one of the ways that you can tell if you, or to heal the wound is to, to learn about the witch in the history. So kind of like what Allie and I are doing and we feeling really drawn or we have felt really drawn to deep dive into the history of the witch and to understand it from the roots and then to see like the pay, how the patriarch and the church sort of like created this energy of fear around the word witch and, and a woman who was reclaiming or who was in her power. So really being able to see that from a higher perspective, that is healing, healing itself. Like that's almost like doing a past life healing, but you're just kind of like bringing it into your, your conscious awareness into this lifetime. Yeah. And I'm just, yeah, I find it very healing um, because, you know, back in those lifetimes, you were stuck in that energy. Yeah. Reading back now, you can see it from a higher perspective. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. see it from all angles and you can, yeah. you can see the truth as yeah. well. Yeah. So another way that you can heal this witch wound is to reclaim your power and step into like learning about how to work with energy and how to connect to past loved ones and do similar things to what we do, whether it's like healings or uh, readings, or like if just understanding your energy or energy in general. So working mm -hmm. with other people, intuitives or other people or working with teachers or mentors or coaches or whatever it is in any type of container when you're ready and feel called to take that knowledge a step further and really start to integrate your knowledge and and into your embody it I guess mm -hmm. that would be the next step would be to embody embody what you're learning and and really learn how to anchor that in to your mm -hmm. into your energy that would be that would be fun because it is yes yes <laughs> Um, and then like, you know, energy healings and past life, like I think, you know, past yeah. life readings. So whether you know how to do this yourself um, or you get a somebody, a practitioner that can do that, like Mandy or I, um, <laughs> <laughs> many other people, Plug. we don't even like plugging ourselves. We're so bad. We are terrible. Business I'm like owners. sitting there going like, I'm like, oh God, or anybody else who does it, like, don't be <laughs> like, but. You know, it's powerful having past life 
um, readings. Yeah. And if you go in and say, you know, you're going in for a healing and, you know, as a practitioner, we can go in, view the past life and heal the energy Mm -hmm. of that. I know both of us have um, witnessed and seen um, past lives of clients of ours that have been horrific um, with the witch wound and have gone in and healed that energy. Obviously, we can't change the past. Obviously, we can't take that away. But we can we can heal and release and do a soul retrieval of that time that, you know, that energy that was created from that traumatic event, um, we can heal that energy mm-hmm. and make it that it's like not affecting you in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to do. So if you're like, oh man, I have deep witch wounds. I'm well aware I do, but I'm struggling getting rid of them. That's that's a, a great thing to be able yeah. to do. That's helpful. Yeah. Um, so another way to do this, and I'm just thinking of the card reading that you did this week, um, Mm -hmm. and kind of the collective energy or the collective message that has been kind of circulating around for the last little while is just really connecting to your sacral chakra and your divine feminine energy and doing a lot of healing in, in there and really, really connecting to the power of being a woman, um, and your divine feminine energy and just really honoring that and, um, doing any healing work that you need to do healing work in the sacral. So, I mean, how do you do sacral healing chakra or sacral chakra healings, Allison? Allison, <laughs> I knew the ball was being thrown and I <laughs> caught it. Um, so it's super easy. I'm like, you can go on YouTube. You can go on um, Insight Timer and find a guided meditation specifically for the sacral heal healing, sacral healing. Yeah. Um, and you focus on that. So it's like, it can take all of the work out of your hands and mm-hmm. bring you to this, you know, uniformed healing or bringing your attention and, you know, your guides and everything is going to do the rest. They're going to bring forward things that need to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like the easy, super easy way. Yeah. I know for us, like, I know for me, I can sit there and pull the energy of my sacral and mm-hmm. kind of sit with that and see, but if you're not there, mm-hmm. then yeah. Which is, you know, one of the things that we teach in class or in our courses is, you know, Mm -hmm. pulling forward the energy of your own chakra and receiving messages and insight from for yourself. So you don't have to pay another practitioner to do this for you. You can do it for yourself. And then moving forward, like you could do it for your family with their permission. But if you know that they're struggling and you ask them if, do you want me to do a healing for you? And then you can do it for them that way. Um, which reminds me that like, we do have soul star healer coming up. It is just, I just opened like the cart today. So registration is open. And this is something we teach in soul star healers, how to do energy healings, how to work with energy for healings. We don't have a specific like witch wound healing or sacral chakra healing, but once you we will, I know as you're talking, I'm like, we should have made a meditation to heal your witch wound. So we will this month. Yeah. It just won't come on. <laughs> how did we not pick up how on did that? We not do that so last be... month we like made a whole bunch every week we released a guided yeah. meditation on in our community space yeah um so if you want some guided meditations yeah, <laughs> made so... from mandy and ali and uh, watch watch out for the healing your witch wound meditation oh, that's that coming i'm so excited come. yeah so we'll do that but also in general like learning how to heal with like how to channel cosmic energy to heal yourself and others. That's what we do in Soul Star Healer. 
teach you how to channel cosmic energy to heal yourself and others. And we go through all different types of healings, um, things that we were taught, things that spirit taught us, and then just adding in our own flavor. So that is open there that will help you. And then you can, once you learn how to do that generally, then you can really niche down into specific things like healing a sisterhood wound or healing a witch wound or healing a motherhood wound or whatever type of wounds we have going on because there's everybody pick has your, pick it. There's pick lots. <laughs> Take one Flavor off the of shelf. The, of the month. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So those are ways that you can heal the witch wounds. So really getting to know the, what, what it means to be a witch, getting to know the, the traditions and the practices and the history around witchcraft, and then really working on the energy healings, for yourself, uh, past lives, understanding past lives and doing past life healings for yourself. And you can hire practitioners to help you with that, or you could empower yourself and learn how to do that for yourself. I love that. Boom. That is a way to end the podcast. Yeah. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> Moving on. All right. So Thanks so much. Yeah, that was a a great one. If you guys enjoy this podcast, we'd really love for you to share it with your friends and family. We're seeing some great feedback on the podcast. We're really excited every time that we see it grow. If it feels, yeah. If you feel feel safe. No, you got to heal that witch wound and just share it regardless. Mm -hmm. Yes. Or a review. We always love reviews. Yeah, yeah, it's so nice. I'm like, we're just so honored and blessed and so happy that we get to sit here and do this because we freaking love it. Yeah. We love it. We love love doing it. it. So thank you for actually listening so we can continue. Yeah. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.